Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. And on this week's episode, we're going to be looking at each NBA team, and I'm going to be asking one question and answering that question uh, involving the East and the West, looking at all the teams and kind of going from there. So we're going to be starting with our number one seed, the Brooklyn Nets, and we will be asking the question, now that Kyrie is coming back for the games on the road, can this big three juggernaut actually get them a championship? And if the Brooklyn Nets actually become a playoff team that has a chance at winning a, a championship, will Kyrie get vaccinated to probably, you know, make his chances better for his team? So Kyrie has been probably one of the most uh, stubborn NBA players when it comes to the vaccine. There were others who were not really as on board, but did get on board when they realized that the result was they couldn't play. And Andrew Wiggins did that. Others did that. And for Kyrie, New York, you can't play unless you have a vaccine and at least one shot in your body, or I think it's a full vaccine. I'm not sure which, but Kyrie isn't getting vaccinated. He hasn't played up until now. Because of all the COVID situation, all the COVID cases taking place in Brooklyn, the team, I guess, has said, you know what, Kyrie can play on the road because we need players. And yeah, I think that's good. Now, uh, I think this is a big deal for them because now they have another star player back. And I think Kyrie, at the end of the day, if things go into March, April, and they're a playoff team and they make it into the playoffs and they're very good, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie gets vaccinated because he realizes, well, we could actually win a championship. I'm not going to jeopardize that uh, over, you know, everything else. And he's going to probably get vaccinated by that point because he just wants to win a championship. And honestly, if Kyrie, let's say, didn't play the whole season and they did win a championship, he didn't really do anything. So he shouldn't get a ring, uh, especially if he's kind of against the vaccines and stuff. But, you know, if they do make it to the playoffs and they're good. Maybe he'll get the vaccine. He's a stubborn for sure, but I think that could change his mind. Next is the Milwaukee Bucks. And Milwaukee, the question that I have, and this is just me, is what can they do to change their team up with not having too many resources um, at their disposal? And... How can they, in theory, get better without giving up too much? So, Milwaukee's in a great spot because they're the number two seed, but they're also in an interesting spot because Milwaukee just doesn't have the right pieces to, you know, trade and get something a little bit nicer um, because of their players. So, the obvious player who could get traded is Brooke Lopez, and I think you could make the case that you could trade him to a whole host of teams and get someone who might help you out a little bit better. They do have Bobby Portis, who's playing great. Um, I could see a Brooke Lopez and draft picks swap for Kelly Olenek and maybe Josh Jackson, just as an example. It's it's always a possibility. But um, there are a lot of guys out there that are probably out of their price range. We could see you know maybe Royce O'Neal being someone they go after. He makes $8 million. But if they could try and get a deal done with him, I could easily see that taking place. I mean, they don't need anything 
because you got your starters. Um, but, you know, we'll uh, see what happens when it gets closer to the playoffs. But I do think they are a good team. And I think at the end of the day, maybe they do try and push for something and try and get better. Who knows? But right now, I think they're all set. But they could go after, like, a cheaper contract. Um, Detroit has a few of those. Houston has a few of those, etc. Next up is the Chicago Bulls. And the one question I have is how far can they actually go with this group? So assuming you have what is your starting lineup, which is Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Patrick Williams, and Vucevic, you could get to the Eastern Conference Finals with that team the way the NBA is. And... I think that's something that's in sights, and they've really transformed their team. Karnisavis has done a lot for them, I will say. Pretty good player. Uh, development guy, general manager guy, just the one in charge, and yeah, he's good. Next up is the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the one question I have for them is, will they re-sign Colin Sexton, or will they trade him at the deadline because they don't want to pay him long-term? So, he is somebody who, as uh, a player, is averaging 16 points and 3 rebounds. He's a great player. He's young, talented, and I think on any team as a point guard, he would be a great piece to have. Cavaliers most likely will try and re-sign him for the right price, but what the right price is, who knows? If it's max, maybe not. But I think they will try and keep him as much as they can. I think they do have other needs at other positions. But assuming Ricky Rubio and Darius Garland are there and, you know, there isn't anyone else out there that catches their eye, they'll probably re-sign him. If there is a wing that fits better, they might let him walk and get someone else instead or trade him for a wing. Who knows? So Cleveland's looking very good, I gotta say. Um, and so maybe they trade him for a wing uh, or they just re-sign him is probably more likely than anything. Next up is the Miami Heat, and I guess the, the one question I have for the Miami Heat is what is their ceiling and what is their floor? So the best I could see Miami doing is getting out of the first round of the playoffs. Worst I could see them is a play-in team, and they lose in the playing game, and that's where they end up. But most likely they'll be a playoff team, probably win the first round, maybe, uh, get to the second round. Um, they're a decent team. They got a lot of, you know, talent, and they have uh, a lot going for them. I got to say they're a very good basketball team, and they have so much uh, to offer. And, yeah, I think their ceiling is probably the second round, and their floor is playing game, losing in the playing game. Charlotte Hornets. Their biggest need is at the center position, and how do they fill that need? So... For the Charlotte Hornets, uh, as I said, their center position is an interesting one because they got Plumlee, who's averaging 7-7 seven and seven, almost. Um, and they have Kai Jones, who is the rookie. And that's pretty much it at the center. They have Vernon Carey Jr., who is also, I guess you could say, a center. You know, none of their centers by any means are starter level. And their power forward situation, which at this point is P.J. Washington... And honestly, that's really all they have. Nick Richard is also a power forward, and JT Thor is also a power forward, but those guys aren't really the greatest pieces. And so getting somebody in there who can play that 
power forward position long term would be a great choice. And so the player that sticks out to me that they should potentially go out there and get is Miles Turner because if the situation in um, Indiana is as such, it makes sense to go out and get him, bring him in, and go in that direction, Miles Turner being the guy. Then at that point, you'd probably have to trade away Kelly Oubre, and doing an Oubre for Turner swap could work. I don't see them having interest in Gordon Hayward, and I don't see Bridges being somebody that gets traded away. So I think if you get rid of Kelly Oubre, you do have Bridges and Gordon Hayward to play the small forward. Plus, you also have Cody Martin and Jalen McDaniels off the bench who um, aren't great, but they're small forwards if you need them to be. And so getting in somebody like Turner really could work for them. They could maybe potentially swing a deal, Kelly Oubre, Mason Plumley, and maybe some draft picks, or Kelly Oubre and some other combination of players, whether that's Vernon Carey or Kai Jones, in exchange for Justin Holiday and Miles Turner, and then you may be giving up a draft pick. It's a possibility. We'll see. Uh, but Turner is probably the best option for them because he's the name on the list that's available. Um, there are other guys. Kelly Olenek could be an option. Um, and there are others, I'm sure. But that's where I see them, is a center position need. Philadelphia 76ers. Will they trade Ben Simmons and can they get a top 25 guy for him? So here's the interesting situation. Um, and I'm going to go and look at it uh, for a second. So right now, the NBA's top 25 players, just looking at uh, at this list. And this is according to, um, I guess, uh, I don't even know, the top 25 players. Um, and this was actually in, uh, I think, May of 2021. But I'm going to just look at this because the list really hasn't changed a ton. Um, at the end of the day. So Carl Anthony Towns, they have no use for him. Uh, Drew Holiday is not moving. Um, Bam Adebayo is uh, not moving. Donovan Mitchell is not moving. Julius Randle, they have no use for. Devin Booker is not getting moved. Bradley Beal is the first name on this list that could get moved, but I think he would rather play in Boston than Philadelphia. Rudy Gobert, they have no use for. Tatum is not going anywhere. Kyrie is the second guy I could consider seeing moved if potentially this situation in Brooklyn doesn't pan out. Jimmy Butler um, already happened, not going to happen again. Um, we have Paul George, who's not getting moved. Zion's not getting moved. Uh, Chris Paul's not getting moved. Damian Lillard's not getting moved. Luka's not getting moved. AD is not moving. James Harden's not moving. Giannis is not moving. Kawhi's not moving. Durant's not moving. Steph's not moving. Joel Embiid is on their team already. LeBron is not getting moved. And they say Jokic is the number one player in the NBA. And they have no use for him because they have Embiid. And so, at the end of the day, Philadelphia is not getting a top 25 player. Um, could they get De'Aaron Fox? Yes. Could they get C.J. McCollum? Yes. They're not tw top 25 guys, though. So, if Philly lowers their standards, they could easily get someone that would make sense. If... Um, that's what they want to do. All right. Um, Washington Wizards. 
Will the Washington Wizards keep this team together, or will Bradley Beal get moved? So, the Wizards were a decent team going into the season. They've kind of cooled down a little bit. The problem I see future-wise is with the looming Bradley Beal contract. Is he going to want to stick around long-term if this team is an 8-seat? That's where they're at. They're an 8-seat right now. Are they going to want to stick around with Bradley Beal if that's the case? Probably not. Uh, he's not going to want to stick around if they're not going to be here playoff-wise long-term, right? Why would you want to stay in Washington if you're going to be at the bubble? There's playing games that you're going to have to deal with, and I don't think he wants to deal with that. So at the end of the day, and this is just my opinion, the Bradley Beal situation is going to lead him to ending up either wanting to get traded, being a free agent and leaving. There's a whole host of things that could happen. Most likely he's going to leave at some point. Whether he goes to Philly or Boston or some other team out there that has interest in him is the big question. And I think if he actually says he wants to leave, then the battle begins for who actually picks him up. So I don't think he's staying in Washington long term. I know he's loyal and he's been loyal, but he's given us a little bit of hints here and there that he's open to moving. And with the right price and the right team, I could see it. Next is the Atlanta Hawks, and my question for them is, Cam Reddish, what's his value? Will he get traded? So, I think Atlanta's biggest problem is they have a lot of pieces, and they don't have a combination of pieces that come together and make something good, right? I think Atlanta has way too many pieces. I think they need to kind of cobble together a package and put these together and get something that's more of a standard sort of... uh, piece like something that is like uh you know superstar level player and get rid of some of these assets and kind of pool them together cam reddish they want a first round pick that's definitely going to happen if he does get traded i think there's a lot of teams that could have interest because he's on a shorter contract i would expect with the fact that a they have deandre hunter and they also have bodanovich who's good they got kevin herter who's good and Gallinari is still sticking around. I see Cam Reddish as an obvious choice to get traded, and he probably will get traded sooner rather than later. Boston Celtics are up at number 10, and will the Boston Celtics break up the Jason Tatum-Jalen Brown pairing? So a lot of analysts out there as of recent have threw out the idea of the Celtics interestingly, um, if that's even a word, going out there and potentially breaking the Tatum-Brown pairing up. And is that going to happen, in my opinion? No. What I think is going to happen is they're going to go and trade for a third star, which is what they should have done last offseason, which they have not done, and which many Celtics fans are in the wrong about, which is keeping pieces together, cobbling a team together, instead of going for a third star. I think they're going to get a third star. They're going to go for one. Who that is, I don't know, but... You'd be an idiot in this NBA to not go after a third star with Tatum and Brown because you don't want to waste years. So this year is probably going to be a waiting process. We've seen that Tatum and Brown are good, but they need someone else in there who has more leadership qualities and is actually like a star leadership guy because you're not going to win a championship without a leader and especially a leader who's like a superstar level guy because in 2008 they had Paul Pierce and Garnett who were leaders. In the 80s, they had Larry Bird, and before that was uh, Bill Russell. They need a superstar who's a leader, and Tatum and Brown haven't shown it, but somebody who comes in and does it 
is great. Like, Damian Lillard would be perfect for Boston because he would be a leader, superstar, and he also doesn't have to be the, the main guy on night number one. He can have two other guys who can do just as well. And if Damian Lillard takes a back seat, he takes a back seat. Next up is the Toronto Raptors, and the question I have for them is, are they going to keep the rebuild going, or are they going to keep the playoff push going? So, the Toronto Raptors are in the middle. We don't know where they're going to go. Could they trade their pieces and build around Scotty Barnes? Possibly. Could they trade uh, for another big piece to help them push for the playoffs? Possibly. I think they're going to end up rebuilding with the amount of teams in the NBA that are good. I don't see them really going out all in. And uh, I don't see that t- taking place anytime soon. Next up is the New York Knicks. And my next question is, do they regret signing Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker? Uh Short answer, probably not. Um, They're decent players, and they're not making too much money. Uh, I don't think they've ever been in the hunt for a superstar in the last 10 years. So, unfortunately, I don't think they have any sort of big name to go after. But Fournier is good. He just needs time to adjust, and same with Kemba. They're not really giving him a shot, and that's kind of sad. But, you know, I think that... If there was a star out there that they could have actually gotten, maybe those moves wouldn't have helped because they're not just one-year contracts. But for now, I don't see any issues there. They're trying to figure out their situation. No issues. Indiana Pacers. How many of their big-name guys will be traded before the season ends? My guess is Sabonis is going to stick around because they won't find a package that's great. Turner, Karius LeVert, and TJ Warren and Justin Holiday will all get traded. My opinion. Orlando. Who is their starting point guard? Who is their starting shooting guard? So Suggs is the starting shooting guard. And probably Cole Anthony is their starting point guard. With faults coming off the bench. I don't see anyone else who is good enough. And so that's where the Orlando Magic are. At the point guard and the shooting guard. And I think with Franz Wagner and some of the other guys... um, Jonathan Isaac and Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba. They're a rebuilding team, but there's potentially a lot that can happen in the future that looks very, very good. Detroit Pistons. Will they trade Jeremy Grant this year? My answer is yes. He doesn't fit. They're a rebuilding team. He is a very good power forward who is in his prime. They can get prime value in real estate. They will trade him. It is going to happen. Golden State Warriors, can they win a championship this year? Short answer, yes. If Clay comes back healthy, they can wait until he's 100%. Then they can go all out, guns a-blazing for the playoffs, and they could easily win a championship this year without question. And that is something that I say with full confidence. He could easily come back and help them with Steph, with Draymond, with Andrew Wiggins. They could win a championship, no problem. Phoenix Suns. Are the Phoenix Suns the real deal, or are they a fake? So last year was not a fake. I think they're a real deal team. Chris Paul, Devin Booker. They do have DeAndre Ayton, which is a big issue. Uh, So they'll have to deal with the DeAndre Ayton situation. But for now, I think they're pretty solid as a team. And they're they're the real deal. They could win a championship also. The Utah Jazz. Will the Utah Jazz ever come close to winning a championship? Or, it, or will it be Carl Malone and John Stockton all over again? So, unfortunately for the Utah Jazz fan base, 
This is a repeat of 1998, 1997, and their Carmelo John Stockton days where they had two very, very good Hall of Fame type players in Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and two very, very good players. They're not going to win a championship. There are much better teams. I think they're great. They'll make the playoffs, but Golden State and Phoenix are legit, and yeah, that's where they are. Next, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, question for the Grizzlies. What is the makeup of their team going to look like long term? And who is the odd man out? So for the Memphis Grizzlies, I don't know if there's an odd man out per se. But that could be Kyle Anderson because he's a one-year contract. And that also could be Dylan Brooks because they have a few players in Zaire Williams Desmond Bain, who look like they could be real deal players. They also have Brandon Clark in there and Sam Merrill. So, yeah, we could see kind of a change in scenery for Carl Anderson and Dylan Brooks. I don't know if they will trade those guys, but Kyle Anderson seems like a pretty good guy to get traded because he's a one-year contract. Next, Los Angeles Clippers. What do the Clippers need in order to stay competitive in the Western Conference? Clippers at this point could use another point guard, maybe a better point guard. Maybe go after John Wall. Maybe go after somebody else uh, who is uh, available uh, potentially. Maybe like DJ Augustine. Maybe they go to um, another team out there and try and uh, poach a point guard. A team that's got a lot of point guards. Maybe Ish Smith in Charlotte. Uh, or Corey Joseph in Detroit. Um, yeah, I'd say point guard's their biggest need, if anything is a need. Um, and, uh, yeah, those are some players they could go for. Los Angeles Lakers, is LeBron getting too old and showing his age? Yes. I think the Lakers dynasty is done. I think the AD LeBron dynasty is done because you traded away players who are doing much better than Westbrook for Westbrook. AD is the only thing they got. LeBron is kind of old, and they owe, owe they owe a lot of draft picks out. And, you know, New Orleans has those picks. And I think the uh, Grizzlies have a pick as well. So it doesn't look good if you're a Lakers fan because it's sooner rather than later going to be LeBron as old and aging and just AD sticking around and Westbrook being a waste of money. I know they like star power and they like Hollywood, but... Maybe the Westbrook move wasn't that great overall. Number uh, seven on our list, Western Conference, Dallas Mavericks. Is Porzingis going to stick around long-term, or is Porzingis going to be out the door? Porzingis, I think, is sticking around long-term, at least for now. He's a good center, good power forward, good player, stretch big. I don't see him leaving unless they need to match salary. Next up is the Denver Nuggets, and where is the Denver Nuggets' biggest position of need? I think the wing, specifically the small forward. Because if you look at where their team is at the moment, they got Michael Porter Jr., and he's just hurt. They need another small forward. They need somebody who can actually come in and be a small forward. They got guards. They got bigs. They need somebody who's a small forward. Minnesota Timberwolves, who is the most likely 
player in Minnesota to get traded? Yeah, the best answer I can give you is Malik Beasley. I think he is someone who they could try and move on from to get themselves another forward. I think they love uh, McDaniels. Obviously, there's Carl Anthony Towns, Angela Russell, and that group. Um, yeah, they're a good team, but they just have uh, a few needs that need to get addressed. And I think um, Beasley might be the guy to go. Sacramento Kings, can they figure out their point guard, shooting guard situation? So, I think drafting Davion Mitchell was a tough choice that they failed at because they didn't need a point guard. They had De'Aaron Fox and Halliburton. They needed a small forward or a power forward, and there are a few guys they could have gone after. They made the wrong choice here uh, with Mitchell, but he's there. Could they go after Ben Simmons? Potentially, but I don't see how he really fits with this team. What I do think is they could potentially try and trade for someone like Cam Reddish, or they could trade for you know, another sort of wing. I could see, and this might be tough to imagine, a potential situation in which um, the Denver Nuggets trade Michael Porter Jr. away, and in exchange they add in one of Davion Mitchell or Tyrese Halliburton, or um, they wait until the offseason and add in De'Aaron Fox, potentially for Michael Porter Jr. and other assets. It's a long shot, but you know if Sacramento wants to do it, by all means, go ahead. Portland Trailblazers, who is going to get traded first, C.J. McCollum or Damian Lillard? So I don't know if either is getting traded, but if one had to put a gun to my head, C.J. McCollum is the guy. I think Damian Lillard is realizing that he can't win with this group, and I think the Trailblazers are realizing they have to do something in order to keep him around. C.J. is probably someone who gets traded. He could go to a whole host of teams, and if they want to try for Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons and Damian Lillard, that's what Dame wants. Maybe that's where they go. But CJ is probably going to get traded first before Damian Lillard, unless Damian Lillard says he wants out in the first place. Again, I don't know if that's the case, but it's kind of where I see it. San Antonio Spurs. Who is the most likely player to get moved? So the most likely player to me is Kobe White. They got a lot of wings. They got a lot of guards and forwards. He's kind of like the odd man out. I think there's a lot of playoff teams that could use him, whether as a starting shooting guard or point guard or a bench wing or bench guard, I should say. Um, I think either of those roles fits him. Celtics got a trade exception. There are a whole host of teams with one-year contracts. He is someone who I could see getting moved in San Antonio. Next up is the Houston Rockets, and the question that everyone wants to know about Houston is what's going on with Christian Wood and John Wall. So John Wall is a contract that nobody wants. He's sticking around, but Christian Wood's a good player. If if uh, Houston wants to rebuild, getting some draft picks and getting Christian Wood out of there could be a good situation. I could easily see a P.J. Washington and draft picks situation for, um, for him. Maybe David Nwaba and... Christian Wood for P.J. Washington and Kelly Oubre and a first-round pick or two is an option. Um, maybe that's where they go. Pelicans. What are the Pelicans? Uh, question I have for them, I guess, is where do they go from here? 
um, with Zion. Uh, Zion's gotten hurt so much. He doesn't play at all recently, and he's kind of a question mark throughout the season. What are they going to do with Zion? Uh, I mean, they're going to probably just keep him for now, and they're going to just kind of see how the situation goes. But if he can bring you something and he's not really getting better, they could potentially move him and get assets to help help out New Orleans more so than Zion. I like Zion, and I like his fit in New Orleans, but who knows what's going to happen. Next is the Oklahoma City Thunder. And my next question is, will they ever get rid of any of these big draft picks, or are they going to just keep them around hoping that in the end they work out? So, unfortunately, with a ton of draft picks, they don't always pan out. And unfortunately, OKC is going to have to trade some of them in order to get better pieces. My best guess is that's what they do, is they trade some of these picks later on for whether it's a young player or to move up in the draft. Uh, We'll see what happens, but I could see them moving up in the draft. Let's say they get two picks, maybe they move one of them uh, and some other stuff and kind of move up in the draft and maybe get two lottery picks next year. Uh, Who knows, but... I could see that taking place um, or just trading the picks for a young player. Let's say Denver doesn't want to have Michael Porter Jr. on their roster anymore. Maybe they do some sort of Michael Porter Jr. for Lou Dort trade and see if they can work out something there. Uh, If Michael Porter Jr. is not someone Denver wants to keep long term. So yeah, those are some questions. Obviously, the COVID stuff's going on. Teams are kind of interested in uh, seeing whether or not um they're going to keep playing you know the nba could eventually shut down for a little bit if things get much worse which i don't think will happen but i guess you never know the nfl is considering it maybe we will see the exact same thing coming from the nba